Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. For drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for July 18, 2011. Here's the latest of what's happening in the industry. And unfortunately, the sales picture in the American market is not very good. Wards says sales will barely top 1 million vehicles and the SAR will come in under 12 million units for the month. But July is typically a slow month because car buyers are under the impression that August and September are when car dealers want to clear out their lots for the new models and that that's when there are better deals. Wards also says the main reason for weak sales is the extremely low inventory at Japanese car dealers. Daimler's smart brand is not selling well in either the US or Europe. Call it German stubbornness, but the bosses in Stuttgart just will not give up. They're pushing smart into a new market, one you might not think of. The Wall Street Journal reports the company plans to introduce a lineup of electric bicycles as early as next year. Other automakers, including BMW and Toyota, have shown off two-wheeled concepts, but none of them have production plans. Smarts management is looking to cash in on the popularity of electric bikes in markets like China. Looks like the UAW will not revert to its old ways, demanding concessions that could drive the industry into the ditch again. The Detroit News reports UAW President Bob King says workers should go for profit sharing instead of wage increases. But labor experts are split on the issue. Some of them doubt whether King will get enough support for his plan because profit sharing has not been very significant or consistent over the years. But here's my tidbit of advice. If the UAW asked for profit sharing in the form of stock, it could get the car companies to cough up much bigger profit sharing checks. Two years ago, Formula One driver Felipe Massa was knocked unconscious behind the wheel of his Ferrari race car when a piece of debris struck him in the head, which sent him flying into a tire barricade. Luckily, he survived that incident. Now the FIA Institute, which performs safety tests for Formula One, is looking at using jet fighter canopies to protect drivers in open-wheel race cars. To test the canopy, they used a machine to fire a tire at 225 kilometers an hour, that's about 140 miles an hour, into a windshield. The first test shows a tire hitting a 30 millimeter thick triple layer polycarbonate windshield and the tire completely shatters it. The next test shows a windshield made from aerospace spec polycarbonate which bounces off the tire with nary any damage. The new Volkswagen Beetle is set to go on sale soon and we've got more info about the car. As we previously reported, the 2012 version is wider and longer and lower. There's also more interior room for passengers and cargo. It will launch with two engines, a two and a half liter five cylinder mated to a six speed automatic and a two liter turbo with a six speed dual clutch. Both five and six speed manuals will be available later. Next year, a two liter turbo diesel will be added and the starting price for the 2012 Beetle is $18,995. 
The Alliance of Automobile Manufacturers, which is the association that represents most of the big car companies in the American market, is launching a radio advertising campaign across parts of the United States to push for what they call attainable fuel economy standards. As we all know, the Obama administration is pushing for a corporate average fuel economy of 56.2 miles per gallon, but just about every automaker says it cannot hit that average. Well, here's my AutoLine insight. Why is it that only the auto industry has to hit fuel economy standards? Cars and light trucks account for about 40% of all the oil that we use, but what about the users who account for the other 60%? How do we possibly think we're ever going to reduce our dependence on oil when we're ignoring 60% of the problem? Isn't it time to give the auto industry a breather and force other sectors of society to do their fair share? Hey, coming up next, a look at Audi's all-new flagship sedan. We'll be back right after this. What if we always settled for the first thing that came along? Then we'd never have gotten here. Introducing the Sonata Hybrid from Hyundai. Audi is on a roll. Every new or redesigned model it comes out with is excellent. They're fun to drive, they're luxurious and elegantly styled, with the best interiors in the business, and I am happy to report all of this applies to the brand new A8, which recently hit the market. These days, everyone's raving about what a great car the Audi A7 is. But you know what? I prefer this one. This is the Audi A8. In fact, the long wheelbase version of the A8. Come on inside, I'll show you what I'm talking about. The interior of the A8 is just beautiful. By comparison, a BMW looks coarse, a Mercedes looks old, a Lexus is boring. This thing just looks stunning and in fact there's a real wow factor when you start it up. The nav screen emerges from the dashboard, the speakers, the tweeters rise out of the top of the instrument panel and the gauges come alive. Now I'm ready to drive. The reason why I like the A8 better than the A7 is it just feels like a more substantive car. There's better isolation from the road and it's a lot quieter. You especially notice it on impact strips. There's just not as much body boom as there is in the A7. And no, it doesn't accelerate as briskly as the A7 and it's not as nimble and as good handling a car, but this feels like a true luxury car. Of course, at $102,000, which is the sticker on this one, it's almost twice the price of an A7. Even so, all things being what they are, I prefer the A8 over the A7. Still, the A7 is a fun car, but I wouldn't mind having one in my garage. Hey, what if it turned out that the moving assembly line really wasn't that good of an idea after all? Sound crazy? Well, I thought so too, until I read a book by a guy named Tom Crum. Now, I think, Crum might be on to something. And you can learn more of what he has to say this Thursday night on AutoLine After Hours. Join me and the auto extremist Peter DeLorenzo for the best insider information of what's happening in the industry. And that's it for today's show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.